Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Brett Newski. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Unleash Your Story segment. Uh, we're so grateful to have you here today. We're going to be chatting about your new book and tackling mental health with humor. Um, and, you know, that's a great way to tackle life, actually, with humor. Um, yeah. You, yeah, you just mentioned you're a traveling musician. But uh, before we go to sharing on that topic, what kind of caused you to write your book? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've kind of gone back to drawing and painting as a as a mode of therapy over the past couple of years. I mean, I, I guess you could say it's like that never replaces like real therapy, but uh, <laughs> maybe it's just an escape from my own brain. Maybe not. But um, yeah, I, I put together this book called It's Hard to Be a Person. It's all illustrations and drawings kind of making fun of my own brain, making fun of my own anxiety, stuff like that. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you mention uh, mental health for you, how has mental health kind of affected you? Has it been through the element of stress and anxiety pretty much for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that I've just been trying to figure out through many years, if not decades, like certain feelings like what? why do I feel kind of like paranoid that uh, my friend hates me or whatever? Uh, why do I? Uh, yeah, why? Like as a little kid, I would like always worry like I was going to get like detention or just I was going to forget an assignment and like flunk out of um, math class, which I almost did anyway. Um, But uh, yeah, just like really not being like your brain as a treadmill and not being Mm -hmm. able to like slow down or pull the plug out of the wall. Um, So it's been a it's been a good adventure to try to figure out how to play some offense against my own brain when it starts to attack me, you know. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that, Brett, because I think sometimes our biggest enemy is ourselves and our own brain. This, as you said, it never shuts off. And oftentimes it's this constant negative chatter. Not that other people are saying that you just keep rolling around your head over and over and over again. Yeah, I think it's why the most cliche song lyric of all time is uh save me from myself you know you've heard that (laughs) 300 times and people keep writing it i don't know why but uh i I guess it's a theme it's a real theme 
Yeah, it's very true. Um, so uh, drawings really helped you, and I think that's a good, you know, good way to approach it for if you if you're an artist. For me, uh, you know, some of the ways I've tried to escape maybe anxiety or pressure from life and stress has been like getting into nature and just getting out there and walking and you know just getting away from everything because you know life yeah. you can get on this kind of treadmill thing of the i call it the hamster wheel that you're just going 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 and you're like why am i moving so quick maybe i just need to stop yeah that's true i mean easy for you to say living in houston where it's sunny all the time i'm like really trying to because i'm up in wisconsin it's like <laughs> life's pretty easy in the summer but uh yeah. i mean when the sun doesn't come out for an entire month and it's like rains all march that's that's I hard. mean, that's a real, that's a real thing. And I used to th think I was like immune to seasonal depression or whatever. Like mm -hmm. I would be like, ah, I'm, you know, I'm from the Midwest. I'm not going to be soft. I'll power through whatever, like, yeah. like, you, like they tell you to do in the Midwest. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's a real thing. And it, it smashes yeah. you like a ton of bricks. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe move to Mexico or just <laughs> follow Follow the sun. Follow the sun. Follow the sun. Yeah. Everybody could be moving to Cali if, if that'd be the case. No, but you know, it's true. Even here, you know, it's hot here and it's warmish around the year. But when it starts getting dark early, I get depressed. And there's something about light that gives energy and happiness, at least to me. And when that time of the year comes where we're heading into fall and winter, I, I just start getting bummed myself. So I think light plays a big part and, and weather as well. Yeah, I think actually Scandinavia has some of the higher rates of depression because their mm. winters, uh, some of those countries barely get any sun. You know, you go up mm. to the north of Norway or Sweden, it's like the sun might come out for one hour a day. And uh, I had uh, I'd never experienced that until I went to um, Iceland over mm. in November for a festival. We played this festival called Iceland Airwaves. It was really cool. Nice indie music festival in this Keebler little town of Reykjavik where all the little uh, gingerbread houses become music venues. It's really fun. Um, cool. But yeah, you would, the sun would not come out till 11 a.m. and it would be down by five. So you had uh, six hours of daylight, which um, yeah, it was like, mm -hmm. there's no motivation to wake up in the morning. It's just like, mm -mm. I'll just sleep. Because uh, I love getting up at early. I like getting up at 7 a.m., 8 a.m., going mm -hmm. to find a coffee. It's like there's nobody even brewing coffee at 7 a.m. because no one even wants to be awake. Oh, my gosh. I, I could totally imagine. Now, how has humor been your best friend during difficult times? How, how have you used it to kind of power through difficult times? And, you know, any any stories you can share in that arena? Yeah, I mean, um, depression is actually pretty hilarious a lot of the times, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to maybe get a few uh, hate emails for saying that. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's a serious thing. And it is. But mm -hmm. for the most part, if you know, and, you know, if you if you battle with kind of depression and anxiety or you're an extra sensitive person, you know that when the clouds part and you get out of those like toilet bowl cycles in your brain, you know, you can mm -hmm. have some actual perspective yeah. and then you look at those, those depressive episodes or anxious moments and realize you're worrying about, you know, pretty insignificant stuff. And that's not always the case, but oftentimes, especially for me, it's like 98% of the stuff I worry about is a complete joke. 
Well, it, it's funny, Brett. I remember with my friends, I would get together um, for coffee on the weekends, and we would just joke about the most difficult bosses and challenging times we're going through in my 20s and 30s. And we just make a joke fest out of it because what else can you do other than call it, crawl into the you know corner and into a tight ball and just like whatever you you just laugh at it and i'd find i'd laugh about the most absurd things but you either laugh or cry you've heard that one before right <laughs> yeah for sure i yeah i totally agree with you well said yeah so now you've also been able to do what you love which many business owners say they want to do and and maybe start a business with the idea to do what they love but they end up like kind of owning it or it owning them instead of the other way around. How have you been able to create the life that you enjoy where you get to play music for a living and keep that going? Because not everyone gets to do what they love. Yeah, they well, feel like I, they can. yeah I got you. I think the, the mission after my like fourth band broke up, it was always to be like to keep very few moving parts and to keep my possessions really low and my mm -hmm. overhead really low. And I've, you know, I'm in my thirties now and I've still yeah. managed to do that. Um, to this day is just like keeping overhead really low is just so important. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it's easy for me to say, you know, I'm a single person at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't have like a family leaning on me and that and that sort of thing. But it certainly seems it, it's just a tale as old as time, like people living beyond their means. And mm -hmm. um, I think once you reach a level of luxury, when you level up in luxury, it's very hard to go in reverse. And I'm always very careful of that. Like I never want to get on a tour bus. I never want to have a sprinter van. That's too fancy. You know, I don't want to stay in rat hole hotels on tour, but, but I definitely want to, uh, not, not stay in like too fancy of places. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden one year you're not selling as much tickets and you can't sustain that lifestyle or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, fewer moving parts, um, keeping overhead low and, um, you know, I, I, I've, one of my goals is to never have a boss and never have employees. So, uh, I, I, you know, I still don't have a boss. I, I would never consider my bandmates employees cause they're like my best friends, but, yeah. um, um, that that's kind of, and then uh, to be honest, like really early on touring and playing 200 shows a year, you know, you want to have a certain amount of blind ambition, or at least I did, you know, I was just like, this is going to work out. I'm going to make this work. And uh, it, so there, there's some truth in that. I think as long as you're not taking silly financial risks, if you uh, mm. at a certain point, you do have to put your head down and just like plow through um, that early phase or those early years of a project, you know? Yeah, you make a good point. You made a couple of great points. I mean, one, if you really want something, it, it doesn't get created overnight. No one who's created anything great, a business, a career, a vocation, uh, day one woke up, woohoo, I'm at the very top. You know, it took time to get there. And then what you, and I just watched today um, a minimalist uh, podcaster or blogger on YouTube talk about how his life is so fulfilling and less stressed because he lives so minimalistically. And there's something to be said for that. When you mentioned the fact that you really m make sure to keep your overhead minimal and have less stuff and buy, you know, all the, not have as much financial, you know, um, overhead, uh, it, it really does create less stress. So if you want to have less stress and anxiety, uh, that sounds like one really good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that's, you know, so, some businesses need multiple employees and, and, and that's cool too. And scaling up is, I think you want to, you want to grow, you know, you want to grow. I was going to say you want to grow every year to some extent, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel personally, I need to do that. Mm. Um, 
I just, I want to maintain like a, a healthy lifestyle. You know, I'd like our band to maintain like a healthy fan base. And as long as we're like creating things, I think that are like original and good, and we're not making albums that have already been made and, and making art off some sort of cheap, you know, weak template. Um, yeah. I think, I think we're doing, we're doing well. And I don't know. I also want to have like reasonable ambitions for everything. It's like, I don't, yeah. I don't have any grand, what do they call it? Illusions of grandeur. Like, I don't need to sell out massive theaters all over the world to like mm -hmm. feel fulfilled as a musician. Like if we can, if we can make a living, mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty good. And that's pretty rare. So I think that's, uh, that's at least my main goal for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And, and that is really, um, you know, amazing. Uh, most people don't get to do that. And that alone is a huge accomplishment. Now, there will be some people say, hey, you know, there's no way I could see that I could maybe do my vocation, maybe, you know, musician or writer or whatever it might be. But, you know, I think it's important if you want to reduce stress and, and have a great life that maybe you do the job thing, but then you get to do your passions on the weekend or whatever. It doesn't mean you have to be either or it can you can have both sometimes. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's uh, absolutely no shame in having a day job or a, or a money job. I mean, uh, if you have something that can make you a decent amount of money in the least amount of time, that's like for arts, especially that's critical or for, for anything. So you, you can have, you can have that time to, to pursue your missions and who knows, maybe your, uh, your own personal um, work or, or goals start to take over more and more each year. And I'll, maybe you're doing that full-time eventually. Um, but you know, a lot of people, a lot of my friends, who are super talented don't want to do music full-time because they don't want to mix art and commerce and um, mm. they don't enjoy the business side of music. And I get that too. And that's cool. Um, Cause you don't want to hate the thing you love, you know? Uh, you know, that's funny. I, I went to school performing arts and I, it was very competitive. And I remember when I graduated, people said, Oh, don't you want to go do the uh, violin for like a career? I'm like, heck no. Because I'm going to hate it if I keep doing it this way, because if I have to go out there, be competitive, fight with other people to get gigs, I'm not going to enjoy playing anymore, at least for me. So I was like, no, I'm going to go do something else and play for fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's that's yeah. totally healthy. Yeah, totally. Well, I want everyone to get a copy of your book and find out more about it. Uh, let's tell everyone it's hard to be a person. Where can they get a copy, find out more about you yeah. and get tickets if you're you know, playing in their area? Sure. We're yeah. We're called uh, Brett Newski and the No Tomorrow. It's Polish. My last name is Polish. N e w s k i. But um, yeah, we're touring. We're all over the road uh, in the U.S. this summer. A little bit in Europe as well. Um, this is the book. It's called "It's Hard to Be a Person: Defeating Anxiety, Surviving the World, and Having More Fun." Um, and you know, it's just a bunch of like. Uh, you know, making fun of my own brain. So it's like what to do if someone doesn't reply to your email and you're worried they hate you, um, how to subdue road rage, um, That's a good what, what hap things to do if you don't feel like drinking, you know, uh, what to do if you drank too much caffeine, how to diffuse a, po a political debate, but it's all kind of tongue in cheek humor. So it's nothing, uh, that's going to get you fired or, um, uh, you know, make you hate yourself. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah, I got to look at the coffee one. <laughs> yeah, Huge yeah. coffee fan there. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know that like lull in the afternoon where you're like, ah, oh, do I do more coffee or do I just power through? It's a tough it's a tough moment in the day. Have you uh, heard of this new product called Mudwater? It, it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You heard about it? 
I have. Is it? Uh, have you tried it? Is it good? I have. I got the evening and the morning version. I like the uh, evening version with the chai chocolate in it. It's quite nice. But I'm still drinking the coffee. But I, I like it, and I, I really like it because it has selenium. The mushrooms have a lot of selenium, which is great for. Does it your... have caffeine? It does. No, it doesn't. But I have ashwagandha, which is helping with your oh. energy. Yeah, check it out. I think you'll like it. Okay. Yeah, I will. Thanks for the tip. That's sweet. <laughs> you betcha. Well, everyone, uh, please go check out brentnewski.com and get a copy of his book. It's hard to be a person. Uh, we're all, you know, had a tough year, two years, and uh, I know his book can help us get through it. And thank you so much, Brent, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting tonight. Thanks, Christina. You're a pro and you're a sweet person, easy to be around. So thanks for the hospitality. You betcha. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 